and I said, I have to say this. I don't understand what you're trying to say. I said, my people are not going to be happy. And I said, I'm not talking about black people. Hmm. I'm talking about women of a certain age. Hmm. What are you saying to us? Are you telling me that I don't buy Estee Lauder makeup, that I don't wear beautiful clothing, that I don't go out, I just stay home and do what? (sighs) And then I just walked away from the the screens and I got back on the set. They started screaming, take Coco off the set, put makeup on her, give her something else to put on. So I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. Because they could have said, whatever, girl, whatever, lady. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Hmm. Now, if I didn't speak up, I mean, I I have to speak up. Yeah. I could have lost the job forever. But that's the the chance you take. Hmm. We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character, a woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss, a woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power, a woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned, a woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. And welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. This is season four, and we are at episode number five. So this month's guest was Coco Mitchell, who is a model, and she has been in the industry for many, many years. And I found her on Instagram. I honestly can't remember what I was even searching for, but I found it really inspiring that there. Um, was an older woman. There are still many older women um, who are continuing to model and are really in it still. And I'm going to let her tell her own story. Um, I honestly did not do a lot of research before contacting her, which she actually called me out on, which I was appreciative of. Um, She is super, super accomplished. She has been all over the world, honestly, just working with some of the really big names in fashion, which I I don't really know much about, but I definitely learned a lot from her. Um, she just really has an incredible story, and Coco Mitchell is just so warm and friendly. She's so brave and humble and... She's truly just such a truth teller. And I just, my admiration for her grew with everything she shared. So I hope you feel just as inspired as I was talking to Coco Mitchell, um, as you listen to her tell her really amazing story. All right, so is it, I'm Coco Mitchell, am I saying your name right? Yes. Okay, excellent. All right, so let's just get right into it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wise Not Withered podcast. So what is your age? 
Thank you for having me, and I would rather not share my age. Okay. I mean, during the course of this conversation, you will probably figure it out. But <laughs> in the meantime, it's not something that I do readily. Okay. And the reason is yeah. because I'm still in the fashion business. Mm. And if I share my age, with that comes a price tag. Oh. You understand? Yeah, no, I've been I've been modeling for 40 plus years. Right. And um, because of that, I think in terms of dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first started this in this business, the thing that drew me to it was that I could make money and that I could travel. Hmm. And before I started working, I was a teacher. I taught first, second, and third grade in New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah, I graduated from college. I'm walking down a New York City block, and this woman comes up to me, introduces herself. Her name is Eileen Ford, and she says to me, she asked me if I had a book. And I said, I have lots of books. And she started laughing, and I'm thinking, why is she laughing? <laughs> Because I think everything is funny. I don't take offense at anybody or anything because I don't know you, you don't know me. <laughs> so she says to me, she says, I said, I have lots of books. She's like, no, I mean, I mean a book with pictures in it. And I said to her, I said, why would I have that? I'm a teacher. <laughs> well, actually, I'm on my way to becoming a teacher. And I'm graduating from, from college. And she's like, What? She asked me, she said, how much money are you going to make as a teacher? <laughs> and my first job was going to be in a Catholic school here in Manhattan, in New York City, and I was going to make $227 every two weeks. <laughs> and I was proud, and she said, what? She said, you could make that as a model every 15 minutes. <laughs> and all I could think of was, okay, whatever. <laughs> I just graduated from college, and this woman is telling me this, but this is not important to me. And so, so you know, I, I took her phone number, I took her card, blah, 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 went to start my teaching career, and I'm teaching in this school, and I have no money, none. And I'm living in Manhattan in a little matchbox of box apartment mm -hmm. and I'm walking from 98th Street to 25th Street every day wow. back and forth no money going to my mom's house to get food to put in the refrigerator mm -hmm. and since I'm working in a Catholic school I don't really have to have a lot of clothing mm -hmm. so here I am doing this and then I'm like Lord is this what I'm supposed to do the rest of my life and all I can remember is, I think God is saying, call Eileen. <laughs> I looked for the card. I called her up. She sets up an appointment. I go and I sit and I talk with her. And she's talking. And you know, you know Charlie Brown, when Charlie Brown is talking or somebody's talking, it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> And that's what it was. I'm sitting there and this woman is talking about people taking pictures of you and you're going to get paid for it. And it sounded ludicrous. <laughs> and when she said you can travel, see the world and make money, hmm. I was like, okay, sign me up. Yeah. 
I wanted, always wanted to travel. I grew up in a family of five brothers, a sister, a grandmother, and a mother. Mm-hmm. And we lived in a house. We didn't have a car. We didn't have, we were not on food stamps, but we didn't have a car. We didn't drink sodas. You know, there was no luxury items. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I would go home from straight from school. So I think that's the reason that I didn't know what a model was because I didn't sit with friends looking in magazines. Right. I didn't know that the people in those magazines, that was a job. I thought Hmm. they were just good-looking people. (laughs) Yeah, so when when she told me that, I said, okay, she signed me up. I started working as a model. I shot Mademoiselle and Glamour magazine, and it all seemed very nice. It took forever to get my first job. Hmm. And um, I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm in this business, right? Because it's a business. Yeah. And I'm already like 24 years old, so I'm not stupid. I graduated from college. <laughs> but I wanted to live someplace, because originally I'm from Tampa, Florida. Okay. And I wanted to live someplace where there was sky and there's a beach. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, I said, I don't feel comfortable going on all these appointments, going these big buildings, walking around in like a little maze, like a mole in a maze. <laughs> I need the sky. I need the sun. I need the beach. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I said, is there any place else I can go? And she's like, you can go to... Florida or you can go to California well since my family is from Florida my uh, my heritage is Cuban and Cuban people are very strict you know you don't go here you don't do this you don't mm. do that mm. and I said no I want to live my life I said I'll go to Los Angeles <laughs> so here I am I go to Los Angeles I'm fairly new in this business mm. I don't know anything about it all I knew was that I was going to live life on my own terms. Mm. I'm a grown-up, right? So I go to L.A., and I live there, and I love it. I lived there seven years. Okay. Okay, should I keep talking? Because mm-hmm. this is almost kind of like my story. Yeah, yeah, you, you're definitely already answering some of my questions, so please keep going. <laughs> okay, so here I am in L.A. It's wonderful. I go on castings, go sees like they called them back in the day. I'd meet the most incredible photographers and makeup and hair people. I don't have a car. I don't know you have to have a car in LA back in, it was like the 80s, Mm -hmm. early 80s. I don't know anything. And all I know is that I will not be able to work if I don't have a car. Mm. But how do you get a car if you don't have money? And because I was raised very, um, how do you say, very humbly, Mm -hmm. but no guilt, no shame, nothing, knowing that my mother and grandmother did their best to put food on the table. Mm. So how am I going to make money? And I would meet people, you know, and I met this woman and she was on her way to a beauty salon. So I asked the owner if I could work there. And he's like, well, do you do here? I said, no. I said, is there anything else I can do? He said, well, you could sweep the hair up off the floor. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, I need money. I need most people, because of pride, because of shame, 
because of already having worked, you know, for Glamour magazine and Essence magazine and Mademoiselle, I should think more highly of myself, which I don't. Hmm. I had to be humble, so I swept up hair for a whole year. I graduated to be shampoo girl (laughs) in L.A., and then I get a little raggedy car, and I start to go to visit my agent. Mm -hmm. And they start sending me on appointments and castings and all of this stuff, and I started working there. And that's where I really learned how to be a model. Mm -hmm. And because of all the wonderful people that I met um, some of the photographers, my pictures would be in their books, and when they would go to Europe or where, wherever, people would see the pictures, and that's how I got a chance to go to Europe. Hmm. That's another story, and mm-hmm. I lived there for 12 years. Wow. Yeah, I lived the first year, I was living in LA, and they would send for me to do a job in Florence with this really famous photographer. Mm-hmm. His name was Aldo Falai, and I would work with him. And I said to myself, the next time they send me to Florence, I'm staying because it's my life, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how this modeling business really works, where you're supposed to just do what they tell you. Hmm. So I stayed there for a year, I learned to speak Italian, and I was studying art. And my agent calls me, she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm studying, (laughs) I'm learning Italian, I'm studying art. She's like, you're a model. (laughs) What, no, if you're gonna stay in Italy, you have to go to Milan. And I'm thinking, Milan, what is Milan? So I leave, I go, this is like hysterical, I go to Milan, and I'm thinking, okay, I have no idea, but at least I speak Italian, Mm. no idea what these people want from me, because it's not as if it was like my, my biggest dream to be a model, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. It was, it was a means to an end as far as I was concerned. Mm. So now I'm in Milan, and I go, and they send me to see Giorgio Armani, and he says, walk, and I'm like, what is he saying? He doesn't speak English. He's saying, walk, what is that? So I get up, and I just walk across the floor, like, whatever, you know, he sits down. He calls my agent, and he says to my agent, is she retarded? And my agent says to me, Coco, what is wrong? I don't know what he wants. And he says, he wants you to walk. I said, I don't know how, what walk. He says, all black girls know how to walk. And I was thinking, I am in trouble. How does the word, what? And he says, okay, act like you have on your mother's high heels, you have a purse and you have a scarf. And I'm thinking, he doesn't know how old I am. He probably thinks I'm 18. So I stand up, I go up on my toes, and I throw the scarf, the fake scarf, I have the purse, and I walk like I'm a little girl looking in the mirror. (laughs) Well, Armani's laughing. My agent just told me that it's three shows, $15,000 a show. I don't care if Armani is laughing. I want the money. Yeah. Like Eileen said, I could help my family. Hmm. So I got 
the shows. <laughs> that first season in Milan, I did 15 shows. Wow. Not knowing how to walk at all. The only <laughs> thing that saved me was the fact that they didn't have, they didn't tape the shows. They didn't videotape the shows back then. Mm. There was no monitor backstage where you could see that I was a total wreck. <laughs> And it was really crazy. And at the end of the show, this photographer comes up to me, this Italian photographer, and he says, who are you? <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm kind of laughing to myself. And I said, oh, Coco Mitchell. He says, you're horrible. Oh, no. All I could think of is that he's right. I am. <laughs> he said, are you going to Paris? I said, yes. He says, don't go. Oh. So I'm like, but I want to go. He's like, okay, here's my card. Here's another card someone hands me out of nowhere. That's why I believe in God, because it's <laughs> all providence. Call me when you get there. <laughs> in the 80s, the shows were all elevated. The, the runway was higher than the people in the audience. Mm, okay. And the photographers at the end of the runway were in what they call the pit. Mm -hmm. Well, that season, I was in the pit with this photographer, all stinky, sweaty photographers, <laughs> and he's showing me. I have a bird's eye view of how it really looks. Hmm. I could see the girls coming from backstage, walking, and I'm thinking, that's how they walk? Wow. <sighs> so I'm he's like, take it in, look, study this. You should be doing these shows, but you can't walk like this forever. Somebody's going to find out. Hmm. So what I did was I kind of taught myself the next season. I went back to Milan. I worked in Milan. Someone is just blowing my phone up. Sorry. I worked in Milan, and then I worked in Paris, and then I decided I'm going to live here. And that's what I did. I worked for Yves Saint Laurent, Christian Dior, Givenchy. Um, Versace, Armani, anybody that you could think of, I worked for. Wow. Only because I had no shame. Mm -hmm. I did not take offense. I don't know you. You don't know me. And in this business, you have to have so much courage mm -hmm. because the way that people treat you is horrible. Mm. You have to decide what you, I mean, I decide what I want to do and how I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And if someone is not nice, I will not work for them. I don't care. Yeah. You know, and it, it all has to do with, um, for me, just taking my own stance. Till this day, 40 plus years later, I'm still working. It's no longer a career. It's now it's a job. And now that I have this job, what do I do with this job? Why am I still doing this, Lord? And the reason is I have to be in the room. I have to be in the room. I have to not even just share my story, being the first black woman in Sports Illustrated, 1986. Wow. Being one of the first black women to do a... Um, a campaign for Revlon, which mm. was called Polished Ambers, the first black 
line of cosmetics, mm. not to share so much those things that I've done, but to share the fact that if, if you want to do something, I believe this, then you have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. You have to be persistent and you have to always be training and teaching yourself if you want to stay in the game. Mm. And I want to be in the game. It's like, put me in, coach. I'm ready. (sighs) But you can't be ready if you don't train. And so I still watch all the shows online. I still look at all the magazines. I still look at all of everything. Because when the door opens, I want to be able to walk through the door Hmm. and ask for the amount of money that I want. amazing thank you so much I feel like I learned so much just just from all of that (laughs) thank you thank you yeah that's it's been my life and it's it's been an amazing journey you know it's even talking to you if I didn't do this job how would you even want to call me and find out who I am (laughs) and then from talking with you maybe it'll encourage some other person yeah not a worn and withered person but you know (laughs) just everybody it's not what we learn in our life is not just for our demographic it's Mm -hmm. every for everybody right you know it's to uplift and encourage and also you know like i said i could be uh, i could be very direct but just learning how to approach people and and get your point across Mm -hmm. without chopping off someone's head you know know, that kind of thing that's what I have had to learn just how to it's like navigating through life how do you get what you want without being offensive or being offended Mm. oh wow yeah yeah and that's 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 always my goal every morning when I leave when I walk out my door, I first thing I say is, why am I leaving my house? What is the reason? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be uh, triggered by some crazy person on the streets of New York City? <laughs> it's, it's hard out here. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, 
that's it's just a it's armor it's my armor hmm. that's what I put on I put on the armor of let's get it done what is the reason what's the purpose why show up mm-hmm. you know why am I sitting here why why what <laughs> you know so and and the other thing that that I want to just kind of share with you you know all of this inclusivity and diversity I hate these words yeah it's it's it's, it's like why stop talking about it and be about it just do it mm. these things should have been happening forever right but now because people got killed George Floyd mm. all of these people people things are online now and you see people being murdered Mm -hmm. and now it's time to do something about it which should have been happening before you know it's it's really hard Mm -hmm. to hear you know these inclusivity and diversity but inclusivity and diversity without the proper amount paid to you Mm -hmm. That's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that, you know, companies have to have black people, Asian people, brown people, you know, and you, now you don't pay top dollar, you just get someone off the street and you pay them pennies. And then you think you're gonna pay me pennies. Hmm. No, you know, and that's my stance on the whole thing. I I think that, I think that, okay, if you don't, if you don't have the experience, then you take a dollar. Hmm. But if you want someone with experience, with this whole inclusivity, diversity, body positivity, all of that, you have to pay. You know, mm-hmm. and this is one of my, you know, I'm carrying that flag. <sighs> yes, worn and withered, but not dead. <laughs> You know, I did a job um, for Estee Lauder right after the lockdown, and I'm on set, and I have no makeup on. I have really good skin, thank God. (laughs) And the girl standing next to me has on a beautiful blouse. I have on a camisole. And the girl standing next to me is like maybe 25 and um, Asian, and she has a beautiful blouse on. She has on glamorous makeup. Her hair looks fabulous. And then the woman standing next to her may be 40 years old. And she has on a beautiful blouse. Fabulous makeup. Gorgeous hair. And I look like I'm going to do the laundry. What is, what is that saying to women of a certain age? So I walk off the set. I'm standing behind and I'm like praying, Lord... I have to say something Hmm. Hmm. because I don't feel comfortable. Now, I could have just did what they want me to do, take the money, and go home. And I want to know why. Mm -hmm. I want to know why. Because I go to events. I go to the ballet. I go to the opera. I go out to dinner. Hmm. I wear makeup. I buy clothing. (laughs) And you have me looking, what does this mean? What does this say? Yeah. So I'm like, Lord, how do I say this? Mm. And they're like, Coco, oh, she's over there. So I go back on set. And this is when all of the big TV screens with all the faces 
were right there on set. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is the lockdown, you know, COVID, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I walk over, I walk off the set again, I walk over to the the big screens and I say, I really have, I'm very dramatic. And when I'm passionate about something, it's like, Mama, I have something to say. (laughs) And I said, I have to say this. I don't understand what you're trying to say. I said, my people are not going to be happy. And I said, I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about women of a certain age. Mm. What are you saying to us? Are you telling me that I don't buy Estee Lauder makeup, that I don't wear beautiful clothing, that I don't go out? I just stay home and do what? (sighs) And then I just walked away from the, the screens and I got back on the set. They started screaming, take Coco off the set, put makeup on her, put, give her something else to put on. So I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. Because they could have said, whatever, girl, whatever, lady. Yeah. You know, this wow. is what we're doing. So um, so they hmm. put these clothes on me. They clamped me up, right? Hmm. I still get paid for the usage of these this image that's being used. Friends send me from London, Paris, Tokyo, Hong Kong on the Estee Lauder counters, that image of me and those two other women. Hmm. Now, if I didn't speak up, I mean, I I have to speak up. Yeah, I could have lost the job forever, but that's the that's the chance you take. Hmm. I mean, you have to be. Everyone will not be able to do it, Mm -hmm. and I think I was chosen to do this job because I didn't ask for it. I was chosen on the streets of New York. I was chosen to do this job and to stay in it, to speak up for people who are afraid to speak up. Hmm. Otherwise, it'll be a Me Too situation all over. We're just going along to keep our jobs. Hmm. You know, I mean, I have to pay the rent too. Thank God I, I learned how to save money, but, <laughs> you know, but, you know, everyone's not going to speak up. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like I can, then I'll speak for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, I, that's and I think that that happens because the way that I was raised and watching my mother and raising money, she be, belonged to all these different organizations, getting senators and congressmen elected into the government, black senators, black congressmen mm. elected into government when there were we weren't there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I mean, I have to pay homage, homage to my mother for standing up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really who I am. I I don't, you know, it's all beautiful, it's all very glamorous and sometimes it's not. It's <laughs> hard work. Mm-hmm. But um all of that aside, I'm just a normal person who got chosen to do a beautiful thing and who's allowed to still say how she feels and <laughs> take the consequences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, yeah. I 
I was doing a job for L.L. Bean, and I've worked for them all the time, and all of a sudden, I'm on, I walk in, and the clothes, it's like, I don't know how many pieces, it had to be 150 pieces of things that I'm supposed to wear. And I'm thinking, I've worked for them before, I've never worn more than 20. Wow. And I'm thinking, this something is wrong here. Huh. No one says anything, and I'm, I have a lot of energy, you know, for my age, which I'm not telling you. <laughs> um, so, here I am, I'm trying my best, but I'm thinking, this is not right. So I come from behind, you know, the little makeshift fitting room, dressing room, and I said, okay, slavery is over. I have called my Uber and I'm out of here. Hmm. They, everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. I get to the hotel, my agent calls me. You said, you were talking about slavery? I said, okay, wait a minute. I'm a black woman and I can talk about slavery. Yeah. They had almost 115, you know, LL Bean, shoes, socks, pants, jacket, sweater, Mm-hmm. blouse, hat, what? And she's like, well, Coco, you just walked off. Why didn't you call me? I said, because I was mad at you because you sent me there. They didn't tell you? She's like, oh, I didn't know, but they'll never use you again. I said, I will never work for them again. You don't get it. And she's like, but Coco, you know, sometimes the girls do it because they have to pay their phone bill. I said, Jenny? When I was in my 20s, one hand was the phone bill, the other hand was, do I buy Louboutin, uh, Manolo Blahnik shoes, or pay the phone bill? I would buy the shoes. <laughs> I said, I'm no longer that age. I don't have to worry about paying my phone bill. I said, so you give those jobs to those girls and don't ever send me to any place like that again. But because I've worked for this company before, I was blindsided. I DM'd the art director, the man in charge. I said, Greg, what was that? And I put question mark, 10 question marks, exclamation. <laughs> I put hashtag, you played me, hashtag, I'm not happy. <laughs> He DMs me back. He's like, Coco, is this message for me? And I'm like, yes. Now I could tell him what happened. Because nobody ever asked me what happened. Hmm. My agent's not speaking up for me. They only care to keep the client. Hmm. So if they could fill my spot with another girl, they don't care. Hmm. That's the whole thing about this business. It's not personal. They don't care about you. Right. You know, so that if you think they do, then you're in trouble. <laughs> so I told him everything. He apologized. He said, I am so sorry. If we did anything, you should have been booked for two days. He said, but that was called e-commerce. I was like, I will never do, don't even mention that word to me. He's like, we'll never book you for that again. We would love to continue to work with you. I am so sorry. Do you know I just came back from Colorado shooting with them? Okay. <laughs> now, if I didn't speak up, 
everything would have been like the woman is crazy hmm. she's in ungrateful whatever i don't know what they might be thinking but i had to set the record straight i'm saying all of these things these are examples of taking a chance and speaking up yeah and all the young models that i know that now when they go to lob they know that that might be we're waiting for them so they have to let their agents know hmm. yeah and they could use my name i don't care <laughs> mitchell said <laughs> so you know and i kept my client and i kept my dignity hmm. and, and i'm working for them this coming week in new york wow so but if i didn't say anything it would have been just like oh well another client hmm yeah dang yeah this that's i i don't know i think that's why i'm in the room even if they had stopped working with me at least i said my piece Mm -hmm. and at least they could think about us models as human beings not Mm -hmm. just something to use right and you know after covid everything is sort of digital Mm-hmm. The advertisers don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. The retailers don't want to pay. Everyone wants to make a dollar, mm-hmm. and they want to spend a dime doing it, and mm-hmm. it's not fair. Yeah. I, I love it. It's that's so that's so inspiring. Thank you. I want to be inspiring. I don't want to be come across as bitter because I'm not. I'm mm. not bitter about anything. My whole life has been just so amazing, mm. and to continue doing this job that I love, I'm like, why am I still doing it? I do it because what other job can you have? where you don't see the same people every day. <laughs> you always meet someone new. Mm. You always have a chance to learn from someone and leave something with them. Mm. You know, and it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It's it's a wonderful job. Sometimes it's not so wonderful. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, that's what you signed up for. Yeah. Wow, yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. You're welcome. <laughs> I guess a, a little bit lighter, like outside of your job, what are what are some hobbies or other interests that you have? Hobbies? Well, you know, I love, I love the ocean. Yeah. I love the beach. I love, I love the fact that I live near two rivers, the mm. East River and the Hudson River, mm-hmm. and um, on the Hudson River, you can do what they call paddle boarding, mm-hmm. you can kayak, you can um, join different clubs, I've, I've kayaked from New York to New Jersey across the Hudson River, which wow. is a very strong current, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was crazy, but you know, you have to train, 
Mm-hmm. And I used to run marathons, but not wow. anymore. I wish I had done, I had started that earlier because mm. I would have run marathons around the world. Yeah. You know, like go to Spain and do a marathon. <laughs> you know, but the New York marathon is pretty, pretty, pretty major. Mm-hmm. You know, it's long, 20, 28.6 or 26.8 miles. Yeah, I it's think 20, 26.2, I think that's the marathon. Yeah, I think so. And I, I did three of them. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But each one was to raise money for different organizations. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ran. And, and it wasn't running to win. It was just running mm-hmm. to be a part of. And a marathon is like an amazing, living, breathing organism where you feel, you know, you're training to do this thing that, you, I mean, I'm not an athlete like that. <laughs> But you feel, and and then the support that you get from all the people that you mm-hmm. meet, and you run around Central Park, and you meet different people, and there's all these different clubs of, you know, encouragers. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. So my main hobbies are walking all around New York City. That's what I've been doing mm-hmm. since eight o'clock this morning. I just walked the neighborhood. I okay. just wanted to see how it looked without all the people. Hmm. And, you know, that's really what I do. And just sort of being around my family. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a hobby in itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it is your family, does that include, um, like, your siblings? Or do you have children or cousins? I don't have children. And I think, you know, because I, I've just traveled for the last... I think 35 years of my life. Yeah, like this wow. is the first time with COVID, I, mm. I've nested. I live mm-hmm. literally live in my apartment. Yeah, I literally have furniture. I bought a Swedish bed that cost so much money, <laughs> and yeah, and I live here. I live here, but you don't know how hard it is for me I keep saying well am I supposed to be here I I would really rather be in Paris you know (laughs) I feel like the itch I feel the itch Mm, you know yeah to happen but I don't have I have siblings my sister all my siblings live in Florida Mm -hmm. and I have nieces and nephews who are all very creative people Mm. one of my nieces she's a stunt woman oh yeah, she was in um, Black Panther. Oh, cool. She was one of those women with the bald head, the warrior. Yeah. And she also was in the, she did the stunts for um, Viola Davis, Woman King. Oh, amazing. And she's doing a movie right now. I forget what what what, what it is. It's, it's, they're shooting it in New Jersey or someplace. Mm-hmm. And she's done lots of tv stuff and i have a nephew he's a singer Hmm. and one of my nieces she's a tattoo artist she lives in colombia but she travels all over the world doing tattooing and she's being all all these tattoo tv shows and you know all of that kind of crazy stuff and they all say it's because of you your courage that we do these things and i'm like thank you wow i didn't realize I was such an inspiration. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just when you leave your own country and you go and you forge a place for yourself in a land that you've never been to, you don't mm. speak the, 
the language and people don't really ask you how did you get around because you really the agency just gives you a list and you have to go hmm. well how do you go you know and people don't really ask that how did you do that how did you do it you just have to do it <laughs> you get together with other girls that are just as scared as you are hmm. and a lot younger than half of them were half my age hmm. And, you know, you just sit down and you map it out and you all go together, hmm. you know, and it's, it's been fun. And my mother traveled with me and stayed with me many months and hmm. it's been great. It's been great. So, no, never married, never had kids, um, never. And even just being, I've been engaged a couple of times, Oh, but I'm such a... I don't know what it is. I, I, you know, people talk about uh, signs and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. Aquarius, <laughs> so I don't really see things the way a lot of people see see things. I, I think really outside of the box. <laughs> I don't let a lot of things wear, worry me, mm-hmm. and I'm always just kind of positive and upbeat. So. I think, you know, even all all of the boyfriends that I've had and even the fiancés, the problem has always been, what are you talking about, you know, and not being understood. So I'm like, I, I don't know if I can live like that. Hmm. I can't acquiesce. I have, my character is too strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh. that's it. That's That's really who I am yeah wow I guess I just a couple more questions how do you define success how do I define success success I think for me success it's not about how much money you see I mean I think I kind of said this earlier it's not about how much money you made but Mm -hmm. it's the impact that you made on the people that you, the impact you made on the people that you were around when you were making that money. Hmm. That's that's success to me. I mean, anybody in this fashion business that you might know by name, I know personally. Mm -hmm. And each one knows that when I'm in the room, you cannot be rude. You can't be judgmental. You can't put people down. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to a makeup artist or hairdresser any which way you want. Mm-hmm. No. And that's success to me. That impact that I make on your life. Yeah. That's what success is. And at the same time, you know, it's, it's getting all those jobs. Because when mm-hmm. I go out for a job, I want the job. Mm-hmm. I want it. Mm-hmm. And that's success getting it yeah. but knowing that you deserve it too mm. I deserve this yeah you know I didn't just say I want it and not work hard for it mm. right so I think that's what success is yeah amazing putting your nose to the grindstone and doing the hard work behind the scenes and then reaping the success mm. from that mm-hmm. yeah Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And one last thing, what are you currently looking forward to? 
Wow, I ask myself that every day, every day. What is next? Yeah. What is next? I mean, we see the way that the world is moving, right? Mm. I mean, as far as I have a very close friend and he does the the Amazon marketplace and he does all of this stuff and he's already taught me how to box and, you know, helping him boxing and, and tagging and labeling mm-hmm. and and that's part of the entrepreneurial part of this world that we live in now. Mm. It's just a matter of, do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. I think I still want to travel the world, see new things, and just keep it moving until it's, I can't walk anymore. <sighs> yeah, I love I that. Want. I just want to just live my life the way I want to live it. Mm. And I don't know where that's going to take me. I don't know what what that is but I know that just every day you know if you keep your eyes open if I keep my eyes open it's always happened that somewhere somewhere down the line the trajectory always turns but like it's like a river it always leads me someplace else and I'm looking for that that turn that's about to happen mm-hmm and that's that's the answer to that question. I have no idea, <laughs> none. But at the same time, I'm free. I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything tying me to anything. Mm-hmm. You know. So unlike a lot of people, I'm just grateful for the fact that I do what I want, when I want, how I want, as long as I want. <laughs> when I don't want to do it, I don't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. And that's 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 what I have no idea. Answer question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Wow. Um, do you have any final thoughts? I think you pretty much answered all of my questions <laughs> just through telling your story. I just wanna just thank you for having me and thank you for reaching out. And thank you for for understanding that everyone ages Mm -hmm. and this is one of the things I I was on set doing another beauty I do a lot of beauty shoots Mm -hmm. and you see a lot of young women sitting on their computers because when you're shooting everything is almost finished before they leave after they before they even leave this the situation that day Mm. it's already in the can it's already Mm. done so I always want to say now, and I thank you for this, is that they have to know, young people, young women have to know that eventually they are going to get older. What are you doing now to prepare the world for you getting older? Hmm. Because if we just sit on it, it's like the Estee Lauder job. Hmm. You are going to tell me that now this is what I do. Hmm. This is who I am. I don't do anything. I'm I'm just worn, <sighs> useless. Like I just did a job for Macy's, and they had me in these clothes. I mean, I I've worn the best clothes in the world, for the best designers in the world, and they had me in this. I'm telling you, I'm not complaining, but I couldn't understand it. <sighs> a top, a sweater, and some pants. 
none of it looked like it went together. I didn't, and I said, I said, I'm really having a hard time. Who is this woman? Because hmm. how can I do the job if I don't know who I am? Yeah. They said, oh, well, she's retired and, and she's gardening. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, okay, that's going to that's gonna stretch me a lot because I'm not retiring and I'm not retired and I don't garden. <laughs> but that's who they're saying that we are. Hmm. How old are you? Can you say? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually 31. Well, yeah. You're young. I love you. <laughs> I'm talking to you. You have to set the stage. By the time you're my age, I am 30 plus 10 years older than you. Okay. So do the math. By the time you're my age, the world should look differently for you. I mean, I I sure hope so. I. No, you're doing the work. Keep doing the work. Just keep doing the work. Women, we can do anything. We can mm. last longer than the... We can live to be 120 years old, still doing stuff. But if we allow them to retire us, then that's it. Mm. You know, all those women that forged the way for you and me... Mm. They will not be happy. The right to vote, you know how hard that was to get? I'm not talking about for black people. I'm talking about for women back in the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I cannot even fathom. <laughs> yeah, but they did that so you can make sure that all of those rights are not taken away. Mm. You know, the right to just be alive. Mm. You're going to tell me that I'm retired? That yeah. I am shooting this thing to tell women that this is all that's left hmm. so I told them I said you owe me one I want the beautiful clothes next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that you know so that's that's the whole thing I keep going girl I'm proud of you <sighs> thank you I'm proud of you and I thank you for having me and giving me the chance to tell my story and just keep uplifting everybody not just mm. women but just everybody right, just yeah. everyone <laughs> okay yeah and so where can people find you i know your social media is coco mitchell three yes and any oh, other okay. any other websites or links do you want me to leave in the uh episode <laughs> not really okay. i mean no, that's that's enough. I mean, I put a lot of stuff on, <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Only because I realized at one point, I didn't even know how important it was until I would do a job and I'd see a picture hanging up. And I'm like, where did you get that picture? They said from Instagram. I'm like, oh, wow, this is important. This is an important platform. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's just Instagram is good enough. Okay okay cool all right well thank you so much i i'm looking forward to transcribing this <laughs> i'll talk with you soon just let me know how everything works or well, just send me a text every now and then Coco, go hi <laughs> yeah sounds good yeah so every now and then just send me a text great new orleans <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's where i am <laughs> okay i'll talk to you soon okay thank you all right thank bye you. bye Thank you so much for listening to the Wise Not Withered podcast. 
stay tuned for another interview, which you will hear next month. Bye-bye.